All right, welcome back and a Merry Christmas to all of you. I hope you have a safe and a fun holiday and you're able to see uh, family over this uh, this great holiday. And uh, our next guest certainly has a lot to be thankful for. And uh, it's been a very challenging year for uh, Jeff Scott, head coach of our South Florida Bulls. What's up, Coach? How are you? All right, I'm doing well. Hope you are. Yes, I am. And uh, how's your how's your little baby doing? And I don't mean your football program, your actual human <laughs> little baby. <laughs> yeah, no, he he's doing well. I've got a four month old son uh, named awesome. Hunter, and and uh, he's doing great. And I have a five year old daughter, Savannah, that has been uh, counting down the days till Christmas. So we're oh, getting closer. Oh, you get she getting some good presents presents uh, this <laughs> this uh, Christmas. Uh, I believe so. I think uh, her between her mom and Santa Claus, she's going to be taken care of. <laughs> Fantastic. The good stuff in life. I bet you're, you're looking forward to a Christmas morning when all you got to worry about is uh, family and watching your your kids open gifts. Pretty simple stuff. No tests to be done. Nothing like that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeff, first of all, let's talk a little bit about the recruiting cycle you just had. Uh, by all accounts, you guys did a fantastic job, especially here locally, which I know is a big part of your focus. Um, just tell us a little bit about the highlights of this class. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about this class, and uh, we signed 22 uh, players uh, last Wednesday, and um, I believe just about everybody uh, that signed had been committed uh, of the high school players had been all but one had been committed for, you know, at least two months. And so, you know, I'm really proud of that class of uh, really staying committed to us, even though we were having a, a year of adversity and, and not the season that we wanted. You know, that group really stuck with us all the way through. And I think that says a lot about mm. uh, the commitment level and character uh, of the type of uh, players that are coming in and uh, really excited uh, about them. But we had, uh, I believe, 18 uh, players, uh, high, or 17 high school players, and five uh, college transfers uh, sign on Wednesday, and 14 of those will be coming in in January. So, uh, really excited about that. And I believe 17 of those 22 are all from the state of Florida, uh, which obviously is really important to us. We're very fortunate to to uh, have some uh, great talent right here in our home state. And, we don't have to go far to, to find uh, great players. So really excited about uh, this class coming in. And um, I believe that this group will be a, a big part of uh, what we're going to be building here at, at South Florida. Well, uh, well, Jeff, I know um, you, you want to sign winners, and it's hard to find uh, better winners than Timmy McLean and Jimmy Horn Jr., who are uh, uh, cornerstones of this class. Those two guys combined to win the 8A state championship in Doak Campbell Stadium this uh, past weekend. I mean, that's that's a huge win for those kids, and it's a huge win for USF to have that duo leading the way and coming to play for the Bulls. That's a that's a big deal right there. Absolutely. You know, one thing that that uh, is really important to me is is we want to recruit winners, yeah. uh, young men that are part of winning programs that uh, understand what it's like to to be on a championship team and the uh, sacrifice that it takes and just the overall uh, standards that are required to be a part of a championship team. And, you know, both uh, Timmy and, and Jimmy, uh, I mean, they, they've had an excellent year this year. And, you know, Timmy McLean, the quarterback, is a four-year starter, uh, had an outstanding uh, high school career, I believe. Uh, he's one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in our state this year. And uh, so we're very excited uh, about him. And, and then, uh, you know, Jimmy Horn is a young man that 
did not play. He, he, he only played in one game his junior year because he broke his wrist. So a lot of people didn't know about him coming into this season and uh, just had a fantastic uh, senior year and very explosive. I mean, he's one of these explosive playmakers uh, that, you know, I kind of had my eye on and, and um, we had to, to fend off some, some uh, big competition for him at the very end. Uh, but I've got no doubt about it that he's going to be uh, one of those players that's going to be scoring a bunch of touchdowns uh, for us and Ray J here these next few years. That's awesome. Uh, Jeff Scott joining us here at USF Head Coach. And, Coach, I'm just wondering, um, what's it like when you have these huge programs coming after your guys that you've had committed for so long, so late? I mean, <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you have to call them, like, every hour? Do you text them every minute? Like, like, how do you defend yourself against the onslaught of Alabama and Georgia and all these big right. programs? Well, number one, uh, it means that you're on the right players. Right, uh, that's, yep. that's the first sign. <laughs> and, uh, you know, number two, this is the first time that I've been on this side. Usually yes, I'm on the right. other side at, at Clemson, and uh, you, you can, you know, maybe you miss out on a couple guys and you call somebody late and you think they're just going to sign up. But, you know, ultimately it comes down to relationships. And I think that these uh, players, these prospects and their families, you know, the, the trust uh, that they form – uh, with the coaches and the recruiting process, I think is critical, and uh, and I think the relationship that myself and our staff were able to have uh, with Jimmy uh, really ended up uh, helping us be able to defend off Georgia and Ole Miss and Oklahoma and Tennessee and guys that really had come in strong, you know, the week before signing day. You tell Lane Kiffin to go back to Oxford and stop messing around here in Florida, okay? Even though I, yeah, I know, they, I know they, they got they got enough playmakers, so <laughs> we, we need a few of them here in Tampa. Yeah, when he gets here for the Outback Bowl, he make sure he's quarantined and he can't get out, <laughs> get out of his hotel room, all right? No Sounds, question. Hey, uh, Jeff, uh, Jaron Williams transferred from the University of Miami. Um, it's, it's, it's not every day you get a quarterback that's thrown six touchdown passes in, a, in an ACC game to transfer to your program. You know, suddenly your quarterback room is stacked with, with talent. Uh, tell me about, about Jaron and, and um, how this all is going to work next year. Sure. Well, obviously, uh, we were very inconsistent uh, this year offensively. And, uh, you know, I think my number one job as the head coach is really to, to get the quarterback position solved, mm-hmm. uh, get that question answered. And so, uh, you know, we felt like we needed to continue to, to recruit and, and bring in some of the, the best uh, quarterback prospects that we could. And obviously we, we talked about Timmy, but, you know, Jaron's a guy that we had our eye on this year. I was familiar with him from when uh, he was coming out of high school mm-hmm. at uh, Central Gwinnett. Uh, he came out the same time that Trevor Lawrence came out, and, uh, and they were from the same area. So I, I remembered him coming out of high school, signing with Miami, and uh, I remembered that he had played last year and had some success uh, with Miami as a redshirt freshman, and then just some things kind of changed, and he needed a, a fresh start. And uh, he was actually uh, at a junior college this fall, and one reason that – his name was really kind of kept under the radar a little bit was because the junior college did not play football this fall like they normally oh, would okay. due to COVID. So they weren't going to play until the spring. And so I think his coaches at the junior college really were not calling anybody because they wanted to keep him there so they could have him for the spring. And uh, we kind of caught wind that he was out there and could leave and go somewhere in January. And uh, we kind of worked behind the scenes and developed a relationship and and he had some other great opportunities as well. But I think 
um, knowing that our quarterback position is still, you know, uh, up to to uh, be determined. Uh, I think he he really looked at this as an opportunity that he could come in and and compete for that starting spot. So we're excited about uh, both him and uh, Timmy joining us in January to come compete with the uh, guys that we have returning from last year. Hey, Coach, um, talk a little bit more specifically, if you can, about some of the uh, local kids that you got. Uh, Gaither offensive tackle Andrew Kilfoyle, I believe it is, and Nicholas yeah. uh, Tashvidi uh, from uh, yeah. over there in Clearwater Academy. You got a lot of good young yeah. young local players. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you've heard us talk before, we're always always going to start right here in this Bay Area. Uh, there's there's about 110 schools that are within a one-hour radius uh, of South Florida. So I really, whenever I got here, I split those 110 schools up among our uh, 10 full-time coaches. And so every coach in our staff has at least 10 or 11 schools that are right here in this Bay Area, and that's where we always start. And, and uh, Andrew Kilfoyle, you know, over at Gaither High School is an offensive lineman that we had our eye on from the very beginning. A really big, athletic guy. Um, I think he's going to continue to get stronger. He's a guy that could really play any of the positions on the offensive line. Really smart, has a good football IQ, someone we're very excited about, uh, local. And then uh, Nick Shavati from uh, Clearwater Academy International. He's actually from Canada originally, mm-hmm. and uh, the coaches over there, uh, at Clearwater Academy, they were they have guys come in from all over the world, and uh, I actually signed one of their receivers to Clemson a, a year ago. Nice. Another receiver that was uh, from Canada, name of Joe Joe. So I developed a relationship with with those guys over there. Their head coach Jesse Chinchar does an excellent job with their program, and we were able to kind of get in line and and uh, recruit Nick. And, and Nick was similar to uh, Jimmy Horn in the fact that he did not play much his junior year due to an injury. And so sometimes that can help out a school like yeah. us. Uh, there's not a whole lot of tape. And, you know, the, the guys that really do their research and maybe get some of those early leads from the relationships from the high school coaches, you know, have an opportunity to, to get in on these guys early. And, and uh, we think Nick has a big upside. He's a, a six four and a half, six five, wow. you know, 200-pound receiver that really is going to add some length for us uh, at the outside receiver position, uh, we, which we definitely need. Hey, uh, Jeff, if, if I might, uh, and I know you're all about USF, but it's hard to ignore your uh, your close relationship with Trevor Lawrence, and, you know, he's kind of been in the news. Uh, sure. <laughs> so what are your thoughts about this um, this this college football playoff? And uh, he's obviously highly motivated with the games he missed, and uh, this is a pleasure to watch him play, and his future is just unlimited at the pro level. And now, you know, might might be playing in Jacksonville. The Jets did him a favor, <laughs> favor and won a game. And I'm pretty sure he probably would rather play in the South than, than up North. No offense to anybody in New York, but might be a little bit more uh, comfortable for him. What are your thoughts on his immediate future? Yeah, well, first thing, uh, having the opportunity to, to coach and be around Trevor uh, for two years and really uh, be involved recruiting him for the four years before that. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just the the years where they get to you it's all the years before but he's everything that you think by watching him on tv and more i mean he is just a very um, high character high integrity uh i mean he's however you want to draw up a player to represent your program and be the leader and face of your program in college and then the same thing for your uh football team uh at the nfl mm-hmm. level i mean he, he has all those intangibles so 
you know, he's going to be successful wherever he goes. Um, you know, selfishly, myself, I was happy to see that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping we can keep him, get him down here to Florida, and yeah. I can have a chance to go over and watch him play a, a little bit in uh, certain times. But, um, you know, he, he's just a winner. I mean, he's, he's lost one game in his uh, Clemson career uh, to LSU last year. And LSU had a, a very strong team, played very well that night. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I know I'm not um, I'm not going to be going against Trevor and, and the Tigers. They've <laughs> they've uh, won a lot of games the last five years, and uh, looks like it's going to set up for uh, you know hopefully uh, two two more big wins here in the playoff. Uh, hey Jeff, finally, um, what are you, what are you hearing or your thoughts on what this next uh, season is going to be like? Uh, or have, they, have you even had any discussions about in terms of COVID? Are you going to have to continue these profiles into the new year with your kids in terms of uh, training in the off season? Um, right. Any idea what's happening? Well, we're we're very hopeful that uh, 2021 <laughs> will be much better than 2020 in a lot of different regards. God, I hope uh, so. You know, I've never been a guy to, to do too much celebrating on New Year's Eve, but I think this year I'm definitely <laughs> going to be staying up and, and make sure we see it through and turn the calendar over because I'm, I'm looking forward to the new year. And, and um, you know, as of right now, uh, obviously, as you know, it's all uh, day by day, week yeah. by week, month by month. Um, you know, I know we're in a better position now going into January than maybe we were when we just started in June and July because we understand uh, – you know, the protocols and, and how we do things. And I think our players and staff are educated uh, about what they need to do to, to stay safe uh, when they're at the facility and also whenever they're gone. But, you know, I'm very hopeful. I obviously don't have any uh, inside information or anything like right. that, but I'm, I'm hopeful that it's going to open back up. And I know uh, our first uh, home game next year uh, is against the Florida Gators right here in, in Tampa and Ray Oh, that's so, right. So I'm really uh, excited, looking forward to that, and, and hoping that uh, we can have a, a great crowd there uh, for that one. Be nice to see a full house there, and if, if allowed, obviously it will be. That's uh, that's awesome. I, and I, you know, Coach, I think you guys, USF and Florida State and, and Florida and Miami, you guys should be playing all the time. I mean, if you're going to do non-conference yep. games, why not sure. keep it in the state? You know, with games that fans want to see where we can pack the house. I know the coaches would would rather have that right sure absolutely you know we, we'd love to do that and yeah. you know a lot of these players uh, on on all the teams you know they played against each other went to school together in high school played yeah. against each other in high school so you know they, they enjoy playing each other and love it. Uh, i'm excited we, we have a two two-year matchup uh with the gators uh in both 21 uh here uh in uh, Ray J, and then going to them uh, in 22. Yeah, I'll be breaking in a new quarterback, too, so that'll be fun. Well, listen, uh, Jeff, thank you for your time, and uh, I know it's been a hectic season, not what you envisioned in your first year, but um, I know this. Everybody I've talked to in the media and the, the football circles all think you guys did a hell of a job this year. I know the record wasn't what you wanted it to be, but you know, just the challenges have been off the charts, and um, we just look forward to see what you can do and uh, this whole staff can do next year. Looking forward to it. Well, I appreciate you having me on and definitely looking forward to the future and, and I hope everybody has a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. All right. Thank God you. bless. Um, there's Jeff Scott, USF head coach. And, yeah, I know, you know, looking at the numbers, it wasn't pretty, but, I mean, how how could you – how do you <laughs> – how do you even do it? Like every week you don't know who the heck's going to be available. You're losing 20, 30, 40 of your players every week. 
trying to put together a roster to to go out there and play in your first year and trying to instill a, an offense and a defense. I don't yeah. know how you do it. Yeah, want to know who else is putting together a roster? The San Francisco 49ers, who just claimed Josh Rosen off the Bucks practice squad. Can they do that? Are yes. they allowed to do that? He wasn't protected. Wow. That's kind of that's kind of filthy. Yeah. John Lynch. Merry Christmas to you, you jerk. That's Josh Rosen. <laughs> well, look, you here, know. Here, here's, the, here's the M&M's candy cane in your stocking. There you go. So they've got to put him on the active roster then right away. Well, I think uh, that means uh, Nate Mullins is gone. And Nick Mullins? Yeah, is, Nick Mullins. Is he, is he, did he get hurt this week? Yeah. Him, Mostert, not everybody. <laughs> We're in a 49ers uniform this year. What a disaster of a season for them. Well, the Super Bowl run, the Super Bowl loser jinx, man. It happened. <sighs> man. But not only just in football, just in terms of the injuries they've sustained, getting thrown out of San Francisco or Santa Clara, having to go on. What a just a nightmare of a season. They've they've probably won more games than I thought they would win. Um but uh, bounce back. Bounce back. They'll bounce back. They've they've got too much good talent there to not. But it'll be interesting to see what they do with the quarterback spot. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Bucks do at the quarterback spot. So we we talked a little bit about this yesterday, and uh, you you can envision that Kyle Trask will be available late in the first round if the Bucks wanted to go quarterback. He's going to be a Saint or a Steeler. I'm telling you, a Saint or a Steeler, and mm. that's not just because they're my teams. I feel like they'll fit, he'll fit best there. Um, yeah, I and they need quarterbacks. I mean, I'm not worried about. In fact, I hate talking about the future like this with the Bucks. I mean, we're in the middle of a playoff run. Like, right. we don't have those often. Just stick to the freaking lead, you know. <laughs> but, you know, we it's it's fun to kind of think about because, I mean, frankly, we're going to have to, you know, Bruce said he was only going to do this for probably a couple couple years. I imagine he'll want to come back with Brady year two. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, but I think they could they could still get to the NFC Championship game, and then you'll want to build on that. You know, I don't think you want to go out that way. I'm so happy that you know it's Christmas time, and I'm I don't give a crap about the NFL draft right now. I know, right? Fan. Yeah, it feels awesome. Yeah, we're we're looking at the you know the games ahead of us, a chance to still win the NFC South. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, it's a long shot, I get it, but where do we go into a freaking playoff game, bro? Yeah. Freaking playoff game! Out of all the uh, out of all the division any, winners, and, and I don't care where we go. I I feel like the Bucks have a great chance to beat anybody. You yeah. know, I, I don't. There's there's not one team in the NFC I go. Oh, we can't beat them. Not one. I mean, New Orleans. I mean, that's just from from paper. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'll look at the at the first game and not the last game. You know, and I think you know this. Uh, the we're winning games. You know, it, it's a it's crappy to go down seventeen nothing, but the, to be able to come back against an NFL team, albeit the loser Falcons, um, who can blow leads with the best of them, they did it. They still did it. They made the plays and they came back and won the game. And I'd like to see them get out fast in these last two games, crush them, and go into the playoffs with some certainty and some momentum. And they need to do that. They need to do. They need to have that sense of urgency from the jump. And um, Hopefully we'll see that this week in Detroit, Detroit. All right, if you'd like to comment on that uh, interview with Jeff Scott, very uh, very informational, 727-518-0820. We'll take a break, come back, and uh, you guys want to talk some Raptors basketball? Just had a big signing. No? I mean, yes? We, could. we can. I mean, it's, we can. it's our NBA team. They're opening up tomorrow night, for God's sakes. I'm down to talk about it. 
I, and one of my well, I'll tell you what one of my favorite things about having an NBA team is when we come back. <laughs> 